The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Eh, eh, where's your little button? Click start on the little button there. <laughs> I, I, I've hit started a little button. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome uh, to another extremely professional edition of the Rough House <laughs> Podcast. So it makes us more personable. Is, is that is that the word we're going sure. for? Let's go with that. That's how I always interpreted, uh, you know, back in the day when Justin and I would, would start the, the podcast with him saying something completely inappropriate. And I, you know, would not tell him that I was recording and then that oh. would be the start of the show. So there we go. No, no, no. I, I, back- I, I, I like that. I like that. I guess in, in terms of uh, hearkening back, I'm just going to go ahead and mention the fact that yesterday was the 4th of July and uh, the, one of the hottest days of the year. Not the hottest, but definitely yeah. one of the hottest days of the year. Yeah. And uh, this was a perfect time for the free online from my house to my AC unit to decide to freeze over. Oh. Therefore, oh, I, I have no air conditioning uh, oh, at funny. least until sometime tomorrow. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, the Justin Schlegel house curse has been shifted <laughs> over to me. Uh, sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's even worse is I'm now getting fucking impact wrestling slogans, catchphrases thrown in my direction. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that, buddy. Yeah. Uh, fucking beer money? Beer money of all teams? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! It's a, it's a good expression. All right, if if you say so. I don't know if it was T-shirts, you know, but <sighs> you know, it, it's better. Leo Rush copying "Feel the Rush" from uh, from the Legion of Doom. It's just lazy. <laughs> if anything, like yeah, I mean, sure, the joke's there. I mean, yeah, we get the reference. Your last name is Rush, but. Uh, yeah, that guy. We're, we'll talk about two hundred five. We're probably going to jump around a lot. Yeah, since yeah, I, yeah. Since, since I brought up uh, Leo Rush, um, they're giving him really long promo. Sorry, the hey, there you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as our way of communicating, totally crapped out on us. They're giving them really yeah. giving him really long promos. You were saying sorry, and I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I I'm not <laughs> sure either. Um, you know, I I, I think about that and. Uh, I guess it might be a sink or swim scenario for him. I, I don't know. I, his whole uh, path to the main roster has been very, very strange. Yes. Because last I knew, uh, or last any of us knew, uh, in as much as any of us know anything about the inner workings of WWE or the wrestling business or anything like that, uh, he was being buried uh, because he talked shit on Twitter. And then next thing you know, uh, he gets sent straight out of NXT right into the main roster, right on the 205. And yeah, I know 205 isn't Raw or SmackDown or anything like that, but it definitely felt kind of early for him. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, weird. You know, his his athleticism and his in ring acumen kind of speaks for himself, and he definitely deserves uh, his spot on the WWE roster. But sure, it's it's the promos that's really really catching me off off guard, and his is weird for his body. I don't know. It doesn't sound like when I picture Leo Rush talking, that's not the voice that comes out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how this pans out. I mean, they're not they're not bad promos. No, um, no, I mean, no. They're, they're not, you know, the best written or whatever. He's del- and he's delivering them OK. But I just don't know if that's the wisest um, way to introduce him to the crowd. Like I like what they did with his debut a week or two ago when he just went out and did a bunch of flashy shit and flipped mm-hmm, around and mm-hmm. did his flipsy doodles and, and that that's it. Like let him keep doing that for a little bit. Um, but instead this week, Tazawa got the squash match yeah. and, and he was out there scouting and then kind of called out Tazawa. So uh, one, I'd forgotten how great Tazawa is. So uh, good. So good. God, he's so, he's so like uh, expressive and energetic and he's, he, mm-hmm. you really want to root for the guy. He's hella good. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens between those two on 205. Um, yeah. Talking about 205. Everybody's been talking about the main event mm-hmm. uh, on the show this past week. Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali in a no disqualification match. That holy, holy shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was some, there was some, there was more than two or three really innovative um, moves. And it's really hard to be that creative and that innovative um, after them doing WWE, doing so many no DQ matches over the past mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 10 or so years. And they came up with at least three uh, new spots that I had never seen before. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it had to do with the sort of creative restraints that they, they were put in, uh, you know, it wasn't your standard uh, plundering brawl. Right. Uh, they they focused a lot on using what was immediately available to them, uh, as evidenced no more than by the use of the ring steps in ways I've never seen before. Yeah. I mean, uh, you look back a few weeks ago, the way that Champa and Gargano used the ring steps as sort of a platform to mm-hmm. build spots upon yeah. that was interesting this was just a whole other level i i mean it was incredible if if you haven't watched it you have the network you yeah. gotta check it out i mean honestly you can probably go back and watch easy the past six weeks of 205 live and find great matches because i think there was also one with murphy ali and um was it cedric alexander or, or, or tommy anyway there there have been great matches yeah all throughout the past few weeks granted the way 205 is booked where it's literally the same dozen guys and you know a few different variant right. matches, it's very easy for them to flow together. But uh, it's a very enjoyable hour of pro wrestling every week, and and it was very noticeably great this week. Yeah, it's really a shame that the crowd was so tired and not super into it. Um, like there were some like really uh, crazy spots that I popped for, and the crowd was just kind of oh, okay. These yeah. guys are doing shit in there, which really kind of does um, those guys at a service. I mean, if that match happened in full sale, oh yeah, would have come unglued. Uh, you know, that, that's kind of been the, the hearkening point for um, 205 Live is, you know, there's not a ton of reasons aside from convenience for them to do it after SmackDown. It doesn't, you know, it, it suits a smaller, more intimate, smarkier crowd a little better who who appreciate that sort of thing. Not right. people who came to see, you know, um, Jeff Hardy do a swanton off the off the top rope, which you know right. they also got, um, and that was good too. But you know, the those those guys are. I mean, Christ, I can't imagine how Mustafa Ali was standing at the end, end of that match. Yeah, the way his lower back was just hammered all over the damn place, and those knees he took from Buddy Murphy. Holy shit! <laughs> and, and and Ali really is, you know, basically building a resume to say he's one of the best workers on the main roster today. Yeah full stop yeah. uh you know you could have argued it as far back as mania he and cedric alexander had a great match on the the mania mm-hmm. pre-show uh but he's quietly built this great resume uh i i almost say thankfully because he's under the the shroud of 205 right. life he hasn't been you ruined know, it, it's it's very easy to uh, be a, a flower that prospers in, in a very good shade i guess is the yeah. best way to put it there yeah, that's true um it's very interesting, though, to see what 205 Live has been able to become over the past few weeks. I think uh, I know everybody's saying, oh, it's Triple H's kids now and that sort of thing. Uh, yes, he's involved. I think Adam Pierce is the head agent there. Um, 
which uh, he was posting all this week about how proud he was of of the show yeah, and, and everything. So. And uh, yeah, and it really is so basic. All all the feuds take place in the ring. All yeah. the the action takes place in the ring. It's about wanting matches, wanting to get the championship. It's it's very uh, simplistic storytelling done at its best. And, yeah, uh, Noam Dar came back, hit a crazy awesome mm-hmm. uh, knee on uh, TJP. You know, there's some uh, storytelling happening there. Drake Maverick watching TV at a weird angle backstage, applauding the screen. <laughs> so any you know, anytime that guy's on screen, I'm all in. So yeah, 205 Live, definitely want to check it out this week. Oh, Christ, that he like Mustafa Ali went from, I think he went from the apron, ran across, uh, jumped over the, onto the table and then onto the barricade and did a Spanish fly on Buddy Murphy onto the table and it didn't break. Holy shit. Great, <laughs> great stuff. I popped hard for that. I always pop yeah. for a Spanish fly. Uh, and that one was especially brutal. So uh, yeah. good stuff there on 205. Um, um, time uh, to Friday, last Friday night, uh, mm-hmm. we had a little roughhouse uh, outing. Yeah. Marty myself went down to the UNBC event center. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure what the no, name that's, that's, is. That's, that's, that's what it. it's called. Right. It used to be the field center or something at the the old arena, but the new yeah. place is nice, man. Yeah, very, R. very nice. Uh, and uh, it, it was well laid out for an ROH show. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely interesting to see how much the production levels have grown, especially yeah. in the past maybe two years or so. Uh, it, it was a really, really solid uh, pay-per-view. Really, really great time. Uh, before we get into any thoughts on the card, I want to say thank you to the fine folks who said hi to us throughout the show. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I imagine Chris is a little more used to this, but I I felt special. Uh, It's a good feeling. I do enjoy that. Yeah, it it, it reminds me. Oh, yeah, people listen to this. It's not just into a void where Zach lives. That's pretty much, um, you know, there there are there are real living, breathing human beings on the other side of this podcast. So thank you for the reminder of that. Yes, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Zach. But ROH best in the world. Yeah, really, really solid, really fun show. Um, you know, I, there's a million and one podcasts and reviews that you could have read by now because it's almost been a week. Yeah, uh, as the time we're recording this, uh, I, I personally had a hell of a great time seeing uh, Lij and mm-hmm. Kushida live. Yep. Uh, Kushida versus Jay Lethal was a really, really great match. Uh, continuing the story of Jay Lethal trying to get a win over everyone he's lost against since he lost yeah. the world title, which uh, got to pay off later on in the weekend. More on that in a few. Um, thought the main event, although Dalton Castle was very clearly kind of hurting, I mm-hmm. thought the main event was really fun. It was. A little really, rushed. Really wanted Marty Skrull to win. Really Dude, wanted him to win. I, I was very shocked at how over Marty Skrull is. Yeah. Uh, like, there, he got a couple near falls, and the crowd just erupted in the, like the frustration of him not winning dude, dude is over as hell. And you know, Cody, Cody, you know, is his own way of, of over, he gets his booze, but that's kind of his, his way of uh, approving himself. And he does a a hell of a good job. And Brandy was out there and Bernard was out there and the boys were out there. And it was, it was, it was a, it was a overbooked um, kind of a cluster main event, but the spots were, were, were fast and furious and Mm -hmm. high and good. And it was an action packed main event, uh, but it just, it seemed rushed. Because I feel like they were running low on time and had to cut a bunch of shit out. Well, I'm curious well, one of the see. one of the strangest things about that main event was Nick Aldis was out there oh, with yeah, the NWA title. Too. Yeah, and here's something for those of you that weren't there live watching it on Honor Club or pay per view or whatever. In no way, shape, or form was him being there mentioned to the live audience. Right. It was yeah. Chris, Chris and I had great seats. We, we had a wonderful view of the ring. We had a wonderful view of the timekeeper's table. It was literally all these guys are coming out and then look at the timekeeper's table. Holy shit. Is that Nick Aldis? Well, <laughs> it's funny because I am with the match had started and I said Aldis is in Baltimore because I saw a photo of him and Skrull at Jimmy's from the night before. And then at the same exact moment I said that, you looked over to the announce table. I'm like, oh, you, you said, is that him at the announce table? I'm like, yes, yes, it is. So. <laughs> Hey, well, I guess it's not going to be a surprise that I spoiled him coming down to to rig it. Um, although he did try to have mm-hmm. Cody win 
the world title because that was his condition of putting the NWA championship on the line that Cody had to win the ROH world championship and it would be a yeah. champion versus championship match um, at all in. So that didn't happen. Um, so curious to see where he stands with all in. There have been some changes to all in this past week and we'll get to those uh, in a second, but uh, best of the world. I think uh, you mentioned Kushida and Jay lethal. That was probably the number two match of the night um, and really unsurprising if you followed ring of honor for the past, you know, more than a couple of years, you know that the young bucks and the Briscoes are two of the greatest working tag teams uh, in the business. If not ever um, yeah. those two always with well, those four, but those two teams always make magic when they're in the ring together, they beat the shit out of each other. They dove over each other. They, yeah. all kinds of reversals. The crowd was super hot. It was, that was, that was that feel of, Oh, I fucking love pro wrestling feel in that exactly, match. exactly. Big fight feel, uh, uh, heightened all the more so by uh, what we dubbed the Briscoe section. Yeah, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, there was a large chunk of people that seemed to all be behind the Briscoes and from Sandy Fork, Delaware, mm -hmm. one, one section of the UMBC event center, and uh, they were scary. I definitely <laughs> thought that if the Briscoes lost, uh, we'd have a real life ride on our hands. Just tossing um, chicken heads, literal chicken heads. <laughs> yes, uh, they were scary. The match, though, was incredible. Two teams at the top of their game, just absolutely killing it. I, I, I loved every second of it. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. I will say, though, I know you said that was the best match of the night. I felt the best match of the night uh, was between th – it was a three-way dance. Not everyone got to see this. I got to see it firsthand. Is between Kristoff, uh, his sexual needs, and Kelly Klein. That was a <laughs> remarkable three-way uh that, uh that that basically took up the entire part of an eight person tag match an eight woman tag match yes. uh, i i knew one one woman in that match i was familiar with Tennille emma. dashwood emma yeah, yeah. and um uh, big fan of her assets uh her instagram <laughs> is one of my uh my my favorites to to scroll through um you know in those dark and lonely nights um but man i was i was not aware of the Thickness and thickness of a <laughs> Kelly Klein, and I was indoctrinated uh, with the live show, and I am all in on that ass. Uh, <laughs> she is, she is curvy in the Lane Bryant's down there, and um, I gave her a quick follow on the Twitter, and I've scrolled through every picture she has on there, and uh, it is a choice. Big fan, big fan, Kelly Klein. If you're listening, big fan. <laughs> That's at Roughhouse SGW if you want to <laughs> slide in the DMs. Of yes, please. Like oh, my God. Yeah, because who's she married to that is going to kick my ass? Uh, I don't know if she's married yet, but I believe she's engaged to uh, BJ Whitmer. Oh, BJ he murdered Whitmer. me. Yeah. Dead. D E D dead. Yeah, yeah. that's not good. It, it would not be very good. But uh, interestingly, it was Jordan Grace for me. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, one of the more surprise events in recent memory in Ring of Honor actually happened Saturday night. They had a yeah. pay-per-view on Friday. Saturday, they go, hey, we're in the middle of these TV tapings. Uh, thought on that in just a minute. Uh, okay. something, something that kind of concerned me when I was reading a, a write-up of all the shows this past weekend from Ring of okay. Honor. Uh, but they were doing their TV tapings. And, then, uh, and well. This isn't a spoiler at this they, point. Yeah, they announced because it. they they, they said the yeah they they said hey guys, they went on to social media. Hey guys, we're going live on Honor Club in thirty minutes. Oh yeah, they broadcast it live on their streaming service. Ah. A four way dance for the Ring of Honor title between Jay Lethal, Cody Rhodes, Marty Scurll, and Dalton Castle. Um. At least I think that was a four. Maybe Matt Taven was in there. I think Matt Taven was in there. Yeah. Sorry. I'm 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 confusing all my my white dudes from New Japan. That's what's happening right <laughs> now. Uh, anyway, uh Matt Taven, uh Dalton Castle, Cody Rhodes, Jay Lethal, and shock of shocks, they took the belt off of Dalton Castle uh -huh. and put it on Jay Lethal. Uh Jay Lethal, yeah. Yeah, on a TV taping slash a random live stream. I, I don't know what the story is. I know Dalton Castle's been beat up. Anyone who saw him at the show on Friday can attest that dude was taped up in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Jay Lethal was an incredible lead of the company uh, about two years back. I, I think he would do a great job again as Ring of Honor champion. And sure enough, they 
put the belt on him. What, what do you think about that, Chris? I mean, I'm a big Jay Lethal fan. Uh, his match with Kushida was probably the number two match of the night. Uh, always been a big fan of his uh, in my in my experiences with Ring of Honor. Super nice guy. He came up to the station a bunch of times. It was a great interview. Very very generous with uh you know with with talking and photos and stuff like that. Um, so big big fan of Jay Lethal. Happy he's given another shot. You know, it, it's Cody seemed like the obvious choice because of the all in stuff and mm-hmm. because. He's Cody, um, and has kind of you know become the face of of the company. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's kind of the biggest name there. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to argue that. Um, but they didn't do the the obvious thing on Friday and decided to do it to the TV tapings. Um, you know, I'm a little bummed that I didn't get to see the any titles change hands because you always want to be there for those moments. Um, but you know, I, I do like Jay, and I think that would be good. He did have some ugly allegations thrown at him. Um, yeah, yeah. Last week about I don't I don't remember the name of the the lady who said uh, it, but Taylor Hendricks, who was a, a uh, yeah. valet for Jay Lethal in the House of the Truth. House of Truth, yeah. Of, of and, years uh, back in ROH, yeah. Yeah, apparently she said that um, she's alleging that because she didn't sleep with him that he had her, had creative write her off the show. So um, those are some strong allegations. It's a whole yeah. new thing happening now. I don't think Jay has commented, nor has ROH um so no it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that pans out for the guy it's kind of terrible timing for him just just winning this title here um but but uh, business wise um jay lethal is is a good choice to to carry the title and i think it's a good idea it was smart of them and to put that on the stream say hey you know we got some special stuff happening we're going to give it to you here so it's a good way to to garner up some subscriptions for the honor club i'm curious to see if it worked or not um get some people signing up for for the service there is it is it 10 bucks is it 12 bucks i feel like it's like 12 bucks a month uh i i know it's definitely more there there are tiers to it i i think I think on a $10 level, you get, uh, you know, archival access, but then depending on how much more you pay, it's, it's something like $120 a year. You get all of the pay-per-views included and, and that sort of thing. Um, and you also get okay. things like discounts on merchandise and tickets okay. and, right. and that sort of thing. Uh, it's definitely more pricey than the WWE network I is mean, overall. The network is, is 120 um, bucks a year. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's right. That's 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 yeah. accurate. It's hey, I, 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 I did I, a math. Yeah, you did a math and you did it well. <laughs> um, but it, it's a scenario we have to pay it all one chunk of changes. Yeah, that's to, that's to that's what's up. keeping me out of it. Is I I'm putting out 100, 120 at at, yeah. at any point right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I'm I'm with you in so much as I I think it was a, a clever idea to basically say, hey, we have access to the streaming service. We can broadcast anytime, yeah. anywhere. And when, you know, the the news breaks were there for you, that's something that even though you would think that with, you know, the the facilities at Stanford and the live event trucks, and everything like that, WWE really hasn't done with the network. I mean, I think the closest they did was very early in the inception of the network. There was like a. Uh, uh, breaking news when Roman Reigns had to be pulled because of a bad shoulder injury or something like that. They they did something like that on the network. But for the most part, they've actually scaled back live content that isn't a pay-per-view, um, yeah. which, which is kind of a bummer. I would really love for them to, you know, uh, go wild. You could do something, you know, bring back the... Uh, the the hardcore title and just start you know playing matches at random hours of the day and and that sort yeah. of thing just spice up the live feed you never know what's going to be up there next um but uh roh they went there they did it they they did something unique and innovative my one bit of concern in all of this and I, I recognize i'm not the bean counter and i don't know the ins and outs of this uh, i was reading about uh, how business went over the weekend thanks uncle dave your weekly okay. newsletter telling us how things went uh 2500 people uh at the umbc event center uh apparently okay. the biggest ring of honor show not including outside talent uh because this was all inside talent for the most part um or at least it was like not headlined by outside talent because there was LA right, right, and kushida right. uh anyway uh the much hula ballooed uh, tapings at the um, uh, at in Fairfax Center. at the Patriot yeah. Center. Thank you. Or whatever Eagle Bank Arena it is. Yes, uh, a ten thousand seat arena. Uh huh. They drew one thousand people. Ooh. Yeah, that's well, not I mean, great. 
that's kind of the same area though. Uh, you know, it's within yeah. driving distance. It's only about sure. two hours away um, from Baltimore. So, you know, you're kind of double dipping in the same market two nights yeah. in a row. I mean, I know you're a little, you're south of DC and you're technically in Virginia, but right. You know, right. DC, DC Metro Baltimore, you know, yeah, but still, area, I, I, area. A, a thousand people in a 10,000 seater. I recognize you know, there was some discussion after uh, uh, Best in the World saying oh, it was pretty clear. I mean, we were there live. It was pretty clear they weren't selling the upper bowl. They right. were just trying to fill in the lower bowl, and they did very, they did. very well. Yeah. Uh, a, a thousand people in 10,000-seat arena. Unless you're getting a hell of a deal in that arena, that's oof, that's that's a kick to the yeah. pants. Yeah, well, and TV tapings are more – they're always more laborious to get yeah. through pay-per-view you know i remember those nights at du burns when they would tape four episodes and it was just like you know it was hard to show your excitement kind of bringing it back to the 205 thing you know yeah. it was even even if it was like a, a great match it was hard to really get into it because you're fucking exhausted from sitting on some metal bleachers for for three and a half hours mm-hmm. in a you know very stuffy soccer arena in canton um so you know at least at least at the eagle bank arena there were some nice seats and a little more comfortable um uh, arrangements for people to to sit in but yeah that's that's not a great turnout maybe they would have been better off going up to philly or something for uh, those tv tapings or something as opposed to staying so close to this area yeah. but um but yeah you know i still think they're do- they're doing better than they were oh undoubtedly um, undoubtedly even, even so you know those those old duburns tapings probably had a couple hundred people in there mm-hmm. so now they're they're pulling 3000 over two nights that's a pretty good average um, in the same general area for for ROH, so yeah, yeah, uh, that, and, that's good for them. They're and, evil Sinclair money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it, it does sort of show though that the the uniqueness of the all in show. It's not just this idea of oh, it's Cody and the Young Bucks. It's Cody and the Young Bucks putting together this specific show yeah. on this specific date in this specific you know specific area. Uh, it, it's not something that transcends it has to be uh sort of multiple factors need to lead up to it it can't just be these guys being sure. thrown together speaking of all in we uh got two announcements for all in earlier today yeah uh so socal uncensored of uh chris daniels frankie kazarian and scorpio sky are going to be on the show and we got mm-hmm. our first match announcement uh cody rhodes has said that they will not be announcing the entire card but they did announce okay. today that'll be the villain versus the rainmaker as marty scroll throws down with kazuchika okada that should be a great 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 match yeah for sure like i said uh marty scroll over as they get right now uh mm-hmm. and more than competent in ring okada clearly one of the best in the world uh to be a very uh fun just for the entrances the match itself is going to be gangbusters oh oh yeah uh, no doubt and and i give uh cody and the bucks a lot of credit because they put together a match that you really would not be able to see anywhere else the closest you'd be able to see it is in new japan yeah. and right now they're split by weight division so we wouldn't actually oh, get yeah. a chance to see that match so uh Credit to them. Credit to uh, to what they're putting together for All In, and, and hopefully the rest of the card is full of unique pairings like that. Because I know everyone and their brother was like, "Oh, they're going to give us Omega Okada Five or whichever it is." Uh, All right. Let's try and do some different things. <laughs> yeah, calling it calling it something crazy here. Uh, there is a lot more going on in wrestling this week. Uh, not just Two Hundred Five Live, Ring of Honor, and in All In. Uh, it was. Uh, we're still a, about a week away, a uh, week plus away from Extreme Rules. Yes. Uh, so we got more build up to the matches on there uh, on Raw. Before Raw started, we got the announcement of what's going to be hands down the match of the night. 30 minute Iron Man match as Seth Rollins throws down with Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. That's going to be fantastic. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I thought you said that. I thought you were going to make a joke there when they announced the match of the night. It's going to be Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to make a joke, a little jokesies there. Uh, but no, um, 
Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins in 30-minute Iron Man match will burn the house down, um, pun intended, with Seth Rollins right there. Uh, two guys that you know are just really, really good at pro wrestling. Seth Rollins on another level right now. Dolph Ziggler can keep up with the best of them. So uh, Drew McIntyre, definitely a wild card in that match. Curious to see how many falls he makes it before he gets tossed from ringside, which is bound to happen. But um, but yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if um, well I, c- I could see it going either way. I wouldn't be surprised if Seth regains uh, the title because he's so hot right now. It depends on yeah. what the plans are for the Universal title because I feel like if he doesn't regain the IC title, then uh, he's heading back up to the to the main event picture and rightfully so. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that'll be interesting, you know, you mentioned Drew McIntyre. It'll be interesting to see how he plays into the Iron Man match. Yeah. Uh, to to throw it back to w- what I feel is one of the more underrated Iron Man matches of, uh, I mean, it's almost been 20 years at this point, about to say recent memory, but it's really not that recent. Uh, Triple H and The Rock. One mm. of the things that was so interesting about their Iron Man match was there was interference from the corporation who was behind Triple H at the time. And yes, he got DQ'd because of it, but that right. allowed him to rack up some additional pinfalls in the time limit because The Rock got beaten down by a group of people. Yes. It'll be interesting to see if they do something like that. McIntyre runs in, so there's a DQ, which gives Seth right. a point, but then Dolph's able to start racking up points because he got kicked in the fucking head. Um, <laughs> the claim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I do love that. Uh, we did get a little taste of that match on Raw this week in not just one, but two Roman mm. Reigns matches this t- this week. Two Roman oh, Reigns tag matches. What do we owe the honor? Uh, we owe long term long term storytelling at its finest, as we got uh, <laughs> both of them ending in DQs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Shield brothers of Seth and Roman against Dolph and Drew McIntyre, yep. which went to a DQ. Because the revival came down. Because the revival came down. Because they were fighting Roman Reigns uh, and Bobby Lashley? Yep. Later in the evening. Exactly. Bob. Big Bob. What was I calling him last week? Yep. Big Big Bob. Bob. Big Big Bob. Big Bob L. Something like that. Bob L's Chevrolet. Um, (laughs) Yeah, man. And then that match, they win because the revival gets DQ'd for wrestling too hard. Um, Which is a really stupid thing that they do. Well, I mean... No, Come no, no. I, I'm with you. The, the getting DQ'd for kicking too much ass storytelling is always I weird. Hate that. But what's weird is how sometimes that logic doesn't always go in the same direction. Because if you look back, and, and I, I will point a finger at NXT here, you look back a few years ago, the reason why Kevin Owens became NXT champion was because he kicked too much ass. Yeah. He beat down Sami Zayn so hard that they rewarded him the title. So True. there's. I understand wrestling logic is ever liquid and ever changing, but you know, let's, let's have it be a consistent thing. You get DQ'd for kicking too much ass because you're going to lose. If you beat the shit out of someone too hard, not because you know, you can win a title for beating someone up too hard. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, real weird, real strange. Uh, Laziness laziness and then creativity, lack of creativity. Yeah. Laziness and writing. Yeah. Three hour show. The fact that we got to see the same big star twice uh, definitely says a lot about how things have changed. Um, <laughs> you know, it, you wouldn't see Hogan every week back in the day, not not yeah. to go back in my day and everything, but uh, yeah. very weird. Yell cloud, you're okay. Yell at those clouds. Yeah, uh, just it, 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 sh- it was very strange, very weird. Uh, not as weird as us running back Team Hell No uh, with Bailey and Sasha as we've got Dr. <laughs> Shelby. Yeah, good old Dr. Shelby got a paycheck this week, uh, and not because Team Hell No is back. It's the weirdest timing. Like, those two guys come back, but you got Dr. Mm-hmm. Shelby on the other show dealing with Sasha and Bailey. neither of which of those two ladies are really good actresses. No, no, and I still don't know who's supposed to be the face or heel in this. Because they were both acting shitty. And then, mm-hmm. in the part that was even weirder, was so this segment was cut up among Raw. Now, the Uh the way the old Vince Russo crash TV philosophy worked was we would cut back and forth and it was a live shot. You know, we go to Vince McMahon, you know, getting hit in the head with a bedpan by Steve Austin live from the hospital. Right. This whole thing, they cut back and forth 
and it ended with a still frame and a to be continued like an 80s fucking sitcom. <laughs> so well, the next telling... episode of Perfect Strangers, right, Becky and exactly. Larry are, are are in a friendship counseling, and and here and here we go. Yeah, it's man, you know, and Doctor the guy who plays Doctor Shelby does it really well. Um, he does. He's kind of perfect for that role, so that that's fun. But just the 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 just the the Bailey and Sasha thing. I, you know, I thought maybe this could help get me back on board for it. I just, I don't need to see backstage segments. I just want to see them beat each other up in the ring. How is that so difficult for them to get? And, and I know, but I, I know there's some time till SummerSlam whenever you're going to, you're going to fucking do it. But in, it just, I don't know. It, the, the, the shtick, the shtick is not strong. The reason those team hell no segments worked is because Daniel Bryan is great in front of a camera and Kane deadpanning these ridiculous things in his full Kane get up is hilarious. Right. Uh, it's inherently funny. Um, but you just have two uh, former best friends just calling each other backstabbers and worthless and making fun of each other for liking hugs and uh, having a cousin named Snoop Dogg. It's just it's just cringeworthy. And the thing is about WWE humor is if done correctly, it can work. Right. The Kevin Owens segments backstage, not wanting to to have his car valeted because he's worried about Braun Strowman going back and forth with Kurt, Kurt Angle, offering to get him Shania Twain tickets and babysit his kid. <laughs> Like that's genuine character humor. You yes. cut the smackdown, the back and forth between uh Kane and Daniel Bryan backstage where Brian talking about all the things that Kane did to him. <laughs> kidnap my wife. You tried to kidnap my wife, you tried to take me out. Yeah. And then Kane's saying, No, you're like a brother to me. And of course, Daniel Bryan says, But you set your brother on fire. <laughs> like uh, that that's genuine that that's great i mean uh to to steal a, a an idea from brian alvarez this week he was out there saying that what they should have done was put daniel or not daniel bryant excuse me uh, kevin owens in counseling and he's trying to tell the therapist that there's this guy who's trying to oh murder him God, that's flip his car over like it's not the setups that are the problem it's the execution and yeah. and that's what's so infinitely frustrating with this bailey and sasha is such simple obvious booking on paper right yeah you, and you it's, it's turned it's turned into a high school drama production um on pro wrestling tv um yeah. and having watched the full second season of glow <laughs> right right it even rings even truer um but you know there was a certain the very uh thick amount of shtick on glow back in the day and what they were doing on the tv on the show sure. glow not just gorgeous ladies of wrestling but yeah the the whole thing it just reeks of high school drama class and people who aren't really good at acting attacking each other for yeah, verbally attacking each other when i want to see them physically attack each other and it's really it's really taking me out of it and i now really want to see kevin owens exasperated trying to explain to dr shelby how this 400 pound six foot um nine monster is chasing him and knocking him over in porta potties and tipping over his car and seeing right. the basketball under his uh his 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 um shirt and stuff like that 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 is comedy right there. I would love that. Right. Kevin Owens can pull it off with uh, not a problem. He, he absolutely could. And and the thing is, when you, when you have the roster they do, you have the ability to pull off the things they do. And this is the end result. It, it, it's frustrating. It uh, it, it, you, were, you did give me a thought. You said high school drama. Yeah. If anything, what Bailey and Sasha's feud should be built around is what apparently the real life feud of Nia Jackson and Alexa Bliss is built around now. People, you know, uh, you should should have Sasha hitting like on shady tweets about Bailey and and show screenshots of things going down oh, in the DMs. Man. I mean, this this is the dumb shit that this program could be built around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and the dumb shit that if it, if that whole Naya Alexa thing is true, that's just kind of what we're dealing with this generation of people. Um, with you yeah, know, shade being thrown via. Uh, social media and, and likes and dislikes and unfriends and stuff like that. It's really yeah. um, this shit writes itself. It's right there. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. You know? just, just take from reality. It's what the best WWE programming is built around. Take from reality, turn it up to 11 and put it on my television. I, it, it, it'd be very, very simple. Um, 
Let's bounce out of Raw because you did talk about the porta potty uh, yeah. uh, segment with uh, Kevin Owens. By the way, I really enjoyed your social media post uh, about the segment. <laughs> See, you know, it, it was. I feel like it was a very underappreciated tweet, and I thought it was really clever. Yeah. Um, so thank you for for appreciating that, Marty. A- any okay. anytime, any anytime that movie can be referenced. I'm very, very <laughs> I've never happy. seen it, but it's such oh, a re- you've never I've seen never it. seen it, but it's such a ridiculous title for a film that I love referencing it when 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 apropos, and it was very apropos on uh, on Tuesday morning. It's it's actually a very very good movie. Recommend you check it out. Uh, so uh, the big it's, thing on SmackDown, it's not five bucks on iTunes. I ain't buying it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I will find it and I will tell you when it is. <laughs> um, the big thing on SmackDown this week beyond Team Hell No, who had a mm-hmm. pretty fun match against the Usos. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, and why uh, wouldn't they? They're two great teams. Yeah, uh, we got uh, Oscar versus James Ellsworth. Uh-huh. And that was <laughs> a heavy sigh <laughs> falls over the crowd. I wanted to see James Ellsworth get his fucking head kicked off. Right. And instead, we get another match between them. Right. How do you not? And this is something he was doing on the indies. Um, it, I think it was his, he he fought Matt Riddle, uh, the yeah. King of Bros. And he does a, a leaping knee strike. Uh, Matt Riddle does. And they kept he kept missing his knee strike because it hits the competitor on the chin and james ellsworth as we know no has no chin right so he kept you know looking around and rubbing his, his lack of chin saying i have one up on you how have they not done a roundhouse kick missing james ellsworth because he has no chin jesus I, christ people it's perfect or to go back I'm to what sorry, i was talking about Xavier. earlier sorry, if it, it, it's okay xavier the cat he's priority a number one i get it I get it. Um, but what I mean, what I was going to say is it just makes sense. If we're going to institute getting DQ'd for kicking too much. Right. Ass, why is it Oscar being DQ'd? Because he won't stop kicking James Ellsworth yes. in the face. That's what people want to see. That's why he brought the guy back. Right. To have him get his ass kicked by Oscar. Right. I mean, that's what we all assumed. It's what makes the most sense. But God forbid they do the thing that makes the most sense. Uh, yeah. Totally, totally frustrating. Maybe it'll all happen this Tuesday. But then again, why hype it up for week one just to not do it and do it? It's just it's laziness. Um, you know, be creative and come up with two ideas instead of running the same idea back to back weeks. Yeah. Um, and, but this time it's a lumberjack match. Okay. I don't know who the lumberjacks are going to be. Or lumber is it, Jill? Is a it a lumberjack Jill? match? Wait, it was announced as a lumberjack match. Okay. I, I mean, it could be lumberjacks and Jills at the end. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't. I mean, yeah, it was a no. It was a double count out, and therefore they won't be able to leave the ring. And, and remember still... when Oscar was undefeated for like two and a half years? Yeah, yeah. Remember when you know great. she was destroying everyone in NXT, and yep. the Oscar yep. murder machine could just be revved up at a moment's notice. She kicked yep. the face off of everything and anything. Yep. Yeah, Pepper Charm remembers. Those were good times. Those were good times. Uh, what else did we have? We had uh, Jeff Hardy and um, The Miz, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jeff Hardy and The Miz. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. That. Jeff Hardy with his weird uh, American-themed face paint. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. I, I, that was hey, a choice. You know what? Weird Jeff Hardy at this point is kind of where it needs to go because mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy on his own without – any weirdness in his character is not terribly thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let him be weird. Let, you know, you know, let him do the upside down promos when his eyes are closed and then he opens them. Cause you, you know, all that stupid, let him do his stupid gimmicks. Let him have some fun with it. Let him sell a couple more t-shirts. Um, and you know, uh, let him have some matches. The match is fine. It wasn't, you know, a burn yeah. burner, but uh, you know, two very competent veterans in there, um, having a match. Uh, and then we also had, uh, a, pancake eating contest with the new day that mm-hmm. rightfully got um interrupted by sanity and beat down ensued so thank you sanity for stopping another uh fun holiday themed uh eating competition <laughs> thing uh so you know uh sanity versus new day sign me up yeah i i i very much want to see that that when uh, sanity get called up that was one of the first things i wanted to see yeah uh, them and the usos them and the new day uh, i'm in uh that that should be tons of fun 
Uh, especially if this leads to a long-term feud, let's throw Nikki Cross in there. I just want to see Nikki Cross and Biggie interact. That's really oh what God. it's boiling down to for oh, me. Oh, that would be outstanding. Yes, just please. for the the craziness that that would be. Um, also, this week Becky Lynch continues a win streak. Holy yeah. shit! How about that? Uh, beating up Peyton Royce. I enjoy me some Peyton Royce. So I was very happy to see that. <laughs> uh, and also on the SmackDown, uh, we got the official announcement. Even though Nakamura currently on the the disabled list, uh, we got we're gonna get Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title at Extreme Rules. No stipulation attached yet, at least yet. Yeah, uh, but uh, that should be fun. I, I I think that should be a fun fun match. Do you think Nakamura is gonna keep up with his uh, ball punching gimmick? I sure hope so. I <laughs> you're not tired of it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I so long as it's old, I, I don't want this to be like him and AJ where right. it turns out AJ has the same magical dick kickery powers that Nakamura did. I want this to just be a thing that like only AJ ha is the alpha to the dick kicking Omega of Nakamura. I, 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 I want everybody else to be very, very much, uh, uh, destroyed by it I, I think that'd be a lot of fun if he constantly finds ways to kick people in the dick that the ref doesn't see yeah no I, I'm, I'm okay with it yeah weird jeff hardy versus weird nakamura ball kicking yeah that's yeah that's good stuff right there and uh like we said before main event on smackdown this week team hell no took on the usos uh interesting thing with daniel bryan this week some comments yeah. that he uh put out there and at the press he was doing uh press with uh some YouTube page. It was a British gorilla, guy. I know that gorilla much. Gorilla position. Gorilla position. Right. Uh, good name for a show. I'm going to give them that. It's funny because he also interviewed The Miz. Um, mm -hmm. And The Miz railed on him for like three minutes at the start of the interview for how the guy was dressed and how he got the name Gorilla position. Um, Miz, so fucking good right now. And it ties mm -hmm. into the Daniel Bryan stuff. Uh, so Gorilla position dude asked Daniel Bryan Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, WrestleMania 35 and a match with the Miz. And, you know, did he think, uh, or want that to be a thing? And Daniel Bryan said, obviously, of course I want to do it and think it could be great, but he's, and he, he posed it this way. He posed it as a question to said host of gorilla position said, do you trust WWE creative to tell that story this, this far out, which yeah. is a Bold thing to say for a guy under a WWE contract for at least another uh, two months or a month and a half. Right. Um, you know, maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe he's feeling a little more brazen now that his contract's up and he knows what he's going to do, whether he's going to resign or go somewhere else. Um, I feel like it would be a severe missed opportunity. One, just to let Daniel Bryan go. Mm -hmm. Um you know, we know what Brian wants to do. He wants to wrestle and now he's, he's able to do it to keep him around in the family with his, you know, with his wife and sister-in-law and all that shit, even though the bells haven't been on uh wrestling show since raw 25 and they just came out and waved. And before that, it was the rumble where well, the rumble was before that rumble was after that. I think either way, yeah. they haven't done shit since January. So, right. uh, uh, so they're not, they're not doing anything, but uh, Brian just flat out, just, lays it all out there and he's been outspoken the past couple of years, but this is kind of the, the really broadest kind of shot slap across the face that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, he's never been one to mince words. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you love him or you hate him. Cause I know some people who absolutely hate the guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think it's crazy myself, but I know some people who me too with him. I know. Um, I don't get it, but uh, he, has always been a very, uh, a very honest and very open guy. He calls yeah. things like he sees them. Uh, he's definitely not from the standard pro wrestler mold of constantly trying to play up his accomplishments as bigger than they are, or right. trying to make himself like, seem like a you know larger than life superstar or anything like that. This guy likes to wrestle. This guy likes to use his platform to say things that are important to him, and that's really it. And honestly, I don't know that what he said was incorrect. Oh, it, no, it's not. It is shocking <laughs> to hear yes. a guy who is under what I assume is one of the bigger contracts of the WWE right now. Yeah, um, I would hope so. And, and you know, the, credit to the guy from the gorilla position. It's 
excuse me, an absolute layup of a match. Sure. It's an absolute layup of storytelling. They've been sort of circling around and towards each other from day one when Daniel Bryan first showed up and was, you know, made the rookie to the Miz's pro on the first season of NXT. There was a story there Mm -hmm. and all throughout the years, anytime that they've interacted with each other, there was a story there that was pretty much what made talking smack worth watching seeing the two of them play off each other. The fact that we haven't really seen it go down, I mean, yes, it's happened on house shows and stuff as of late, but the fact that we're not seeing it as a a featured SummerSlam program yet, at least, uh, very surprising. If they were saving this for Mania, I mean, they've got everything they need to make it come off as a big deal. And it's one of those situations where... WWE kind of fell face first into long-term storytelling. Yeah. But I don't know what Daniel Bryan's going to do. His contract's up in September. It's definitely, if you are a star, the caliber of Daniel Bryan, a seller's market. Oh, yeah. He could go to Ring of Honor. He could go to New Japan. He could go to CMLL. All his companies. (laughs) Yeah, he could go anywhere. He could go to MCW. He could go to Evolve. He could go to CZW, wherever he wants to be, and he could set his own price. And he he could come here on the Rough House. (laughs) We'll throw all the Patreon money we've got at him, and he will say, thanks, but no thanks. No, we won't. (laughs) I need that money. (laughs) The the fact is, this guy could go out there and do whatever he wants to do right now, which means concurrently, he's probably going to go out there and do whatever he wants to do right now. Yeah. Um, Apparently, in terms of his deal, he doesn't want I don't know if negotiations have started or anything, but he doesn't I'm sure want, they have uh, he, he doesn't want a, a huge deal. Apparently his next deal, he wants to do 50 to 100 dates a year, uh, which would pretty much just make him a TV guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting. It, I, I think as we get closer to September, hell, I'm just going to go ahead and say the entire for, fourth quarter of professional wrestling is going to be real interesting Yeah, because you've got. Uh, Brian's contract going up. You've got the end of the deals for the Young Bucks, Omega, and Cody. Yeah. And right now, uh, all those guys very smartly playing it safe in the media. Kenny Omega earlier this week did an interview with Jim Ross where he said it'd be real interesting to work anywhere right now yeah. because there are guys everywhere that he'd like to have matches with. Oh, I'm sure this whole uh, the whole um, elite versus New Day thing uh, being mm-hmm. as successful as it was has probably, you know, not passed through Vince's ears without something sinking in about the worth of Omega and the Bucks. And obviously he knows Cody. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he's followed Cody at least a little bit um, since he's left. I would think yeah. business acumen to do that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, latter part of the year to see where all these people um, end up. You know, the, the Bucks have long, Long said that uh, they make <clears throat> too much money where they are and they like their creative control. And I mm-hmm. get that. But, you know, uh, the WWE just signed a billion dollar TV deal with Fox. So the, the bank exactly. has expanded uh, significantly. And yeah. you know, if I'm Kenny Omega and or the Bucks, maybe I'm going in, even if it's for a cup of coffee, get a paycheck, you know, go in there, say you've been there, have a couple good programs and then you know, dip out after a year at the you very know, go least back to what you were doing. Yeah. At the very least, it's a hell of an offer to have on the table. When you go back to new Japan, when you go back to ring yes. of honor and you say, let's start talking about 2019. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it'd be nice <sighs> to have in your back pocket. This is how much Vince wants to pay me to jump. Right. And Joe cough so. at ring of honor. Isn't, yeah. uh, you know, gonna be able to match well i don't know sinclair has some big uh, some big ducats too but Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how much money sinclair is willing to dump into ring of honor Um, right i'm not sure how much money ring of honor is bringing sinclair uh as a whole as you said a thousand in a thousand people in a ten thousand thousand not great this past week but you know they've had some really big shows this past year and their tie-in with new japan's going really well so yeah it's uh i'm definitely uh interested to see how this all pans out, you know, maybe it will. How weird would it be if Omega comes in and Brian goes out, you know, like, yeah. And then uh, we, we missed that opportunity for that match 
uh, at this juncture. You know, there's a lot of a lot of crazy ways this whole thing can can shake out. And, and honestly, there's a there's a minute possibility that they could you know, pass like ships in the night because all of the, the uh, new Japan deals go January one to January one. So yeah. if Brian gets out in September, yeah, he even with 90 days would be out by December and we could see them both on the same Tokyo dome card. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's about to get real interesting in pro wrestling. I mean, not that it isn't interesting enough already. We live in a world where, you know, you've got ring of honor and impact, going against each other on the cruise oh, of yeah. a WWE superstar. Yeah, that's true. But they announced uh, Marty Skrull versus Sammy Callahan. Yeah, Jeremiah Gers. Yeah, Sammy Callahan. He's Jeremiah Crane to me because I'm a lucha dork. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. And, and uh, Callahan Crane is kind of doing a, uh, a me versus everybody gimmick um right now we talked about him what last week or the week before on the mm -hmm. patreon i think yeah last yeah. week on the patreon so if you want to hear us talk about sammy callahan uh head over to the patreon and uh sign up for that we appreciate everybody who has and everybody who's increased uh so thank you on that um but uh but yeah the cruise is shaping up they announced the tournament and mm -hmm. people are still uh getting announced and we're doing a kind of ring of honor versus impact thing happening so yeah it's definitely something I, if I had disposable income, I, I probably would have booked a cabin on it just to. It is kind of the most it. Chris thing I've ever heard of. That Chris <laughs> well, Jericho yeah, oh, is hosting oh, a cruise oh, okay, yeah, filled yeah. with metal bands and right. pro wrestling and stand up like, comedy and oh, yes, this is yeah. fucking me to a T. Um, so yes, and some of you know they, they haven't booked a ton of great big bands. Um, one band that they did book King. KYNG King, super awesome dudes, great band. Um, I I got drunk with those guys once at um, Power Plant Live. They opened for Trivium, mm -hmm. and I'm buzzed with the guys from Trivium, and we all went to Angels Rock Bar afterwards, and I just completely embarrassed myself in front of all of them. It was great. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Those King guys are fun. Okay, Chris, here's the thought, right? Yeah. How do we get the Rough House podcast booked on the jericho cruise we need about uh two thousand more listeners <laughs> all right you shits what i need you to do oh yeah you you become justin is <laughs> i have become justin destroyer of worlds <laughs> and you also hate lucha underground so it's all it's all right there but yeah seriously tell two thousand of your best friends to start listening to the Rough House podcast. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Just Even if we general. don't get on the cruise, just just tell no, them to listen. No, anyway. just, just just in our life, that would be amazing if two thousand more of you uh, started yeah, uh, listening. Fun. Or you know what? You just want to start bluffing it. Just start playing it on every single podcast accessible app you can find. Just mute it Multiple and play times. it. Yeah. Exactly. We don't know. Yeah. Clear uh, the cookies and do it again. Exactly. Exactly. That's how it works, keep, right? Keep replaying it. Just Is that how cookies work? It. Yep. That's exactly how cookies. Hey, work. I did a IT thing. It's not how cookies work. Uh, Fuck. Christoph, you lied to me for you. you. Yeah. What's uh, up? Last I saw you in person, yeah. uh, you said you were to spend your July Fourth catching up on the pro rest. Did that happen, sir? Nope. Damn it! I was going to ask you what you watched. Well, that's going to go into the Patreon because I watched all non-pro wrestling stuff. And we're going to catch up on our pop culture doings uh, on the Patreon episode. So so hang into that. No, I, I did most of my uh, crash coursing today uh, after work for for, for, the, for the podcast there. Uh, did watch the latest Lucha Underground. This is a quick little update for that for the Lucha fan fan out there uh, <laughs> uh so it was a it was a storyline heavy episode of lucha so at the end of last week's show we talked about the uh, three way to the grave the casket match and we talked about how katrina needed phoenix to lose so that she could steal his life force well where it says defeated phoenix so in the beginning of the show we see katrina going to the going to phoenix in the casket and then sucking well, not sucking, I guess kissing the life force out of, out of him. She did not give him a blowjob. Uh, oh. it, was, it was not a, uh, a Phoenix uh, uh, blowjob. It was, it, was, it was a kiss, and she uh, uh, absorbed the life force of mm -hmm. Phoenix. Um, and they did it, you know, by splicing together her in her, you know, uh, 
evil dominatrix gear and then her in like a red dress uh, and then she emerged in a red dress so she's she's back she has her life force back she's not caught in between in between realms right now so uh then she goes to visit melissa santos who is in love with phoenix they were a thing in storyline there even though she's banging cage in real life and had his baby his little mm-hmm. his little mic his little micro machine um because he's a machine yeah Fuck you. That's funny. Um, so she, <laughs> Katrina gives, <laughs> don't sit back like that. You son of a bitch. Katrina gives Melissa the half of the one ancient Aztec medallion that has been keeping her alive for what seems like centuries. The other half is with the uh, police chief um, who is Katrina's mother, who has also mm-hmm. been alive for a number of centuries. So now Melissa Santos has that curious to see how that pans out. We had uh, the savage Jake strong, AKA Jack Swagger come up and he beat big, bad Steve. Um, They were both introduced as uh, members of uh, famous bees posse uh, on the second episode, I believe uh, or last week. I don't remember which one it was, Um, but uh, but yeah, he beat big, bad Steve, Big, big, bad Steve. He's big. And he's bad. And he's his name is Steve. Steve. Yeah, Big Bad Steve. Is he anyone you recognize no, at all? He's, he's neither. I mean, he's a little big. He's And he's bad, but not in the way they're saying. He's Big Bad Steve. He's talented. Big Bad Steve. <laughs> he may be somebody, but I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, so Google. Big, big Bad Steve. He had like one. They put out one of the, the Lucha posters with him on it. Big bad Steve. Um, so so he he's there. He got his he got beat by Jack Swagger and had his ankle snapped just like Famous B did. So um, like and they played that like snap sound effect to make it all mm-hmm. cheesy, which was great. Uh, what else do we have? We had um, oh uh, so we also spoke in the past couple of weeks about Dario Cueto talking about how when um, he gave his son Matanza to the gods, he asked them yes. to leave a little sliver of his humanity left. It was kept in that key that Dario always held around his neck. So then uh, evil Dario, not evil Dario, Antonio, his Dario's father, threw the key to Matanza, told him to break it, and he said goodbye to his son because now Matanza is all evil god. Um, so Antonio Cueto uh, has unleashed him and what they're doing now is they're doing uh, sacrifices. So mm-hmm. Mr. Pectacular, who made his uh, Lucha Underground debut in Aztec Warfare in episode one, uh, Jesse Goddard's from TNA. That's Mr. Pectacular. Oh, oh yes, yes. I remember you telling me now. So he lost quickly to Matanza and then got sacrificed. So I don't think we'll be seeing Mr. M- Mr. Pectacular anymore. Um, so they, they did Alas. it. Yeah, they did it creatively. So they had him, uh, Matanza beat Mr. Pectacular. You know, he did his Wrath of the Gods right on the uh, Aztec seal as he always did. And then uh, Cueto raised his cane with the bull on it. Um, And then Matanza reached up to the sky and then the lights kind of flickered and then went out. And then when the lights cut back on, he was gone. So uh, spooky. So yeah, so so uh, Mr. Pectacular has been sacrificed. I did see one of these sacrifices while I was out there, and I had mm-hmm. no idea what the fuck was going on. Everybody was like chanting sacrifice, sacrifice. I'm like, okay, this could be cool. And then I saw the person who will be unnamed uh, for for spoilers. Um, you know, the lights go out, <laughs> and then it's all like run out of the ring, going <laughs> go into the back, and then the lights come on, and he's he's not there. Like it's the magic of television. It's yeah, underground. Now, how far away from from now will we get into the episodes you were uh, present for? Probably a bit, because this was episode four. When I was there, they did three. They did two a night. They did two a night. Um, two tapings per night. So that was six tapings that I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will be in batch probably for a while, like after episode sixteen or eighteen or something like that. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Uh, I think I don't know. I'm not good at math, um, but it, it should be a while towards the definitely the second half of the season. 
Um, also, what else do we have? We had a match between King Cuerno and Chavo Guerrero Jr., which was really good. There was some uh, a lot of a lot of fun spots in that match. King Cuerno is dope as fuck. Uh, he won and won one of the ancient Aztec medallions. Um, so that that was cool. We're building towards uh, Gift of the Gods again. Cage asked Antonio Cueto for a title shot against Pentagon. This was the first show without any Pentagon, by the way. So that's you know. First, fourth episode, and mm-hmm. the first one without Pentagon. So that's good. Uh, he said he had to earn it. So then next week, uh, Cage is fuck. Who is he fighting? Ah, uh, balls. I don't remember. I don't remember. Cage is fighting somebody. Uh, Mil Mortis mm-hmm. is who he's Oh, that's so that, a, should be dope. that sounds awesome. That should be dope. And we also had Taya and Johnny Mundo against Daga and Cobra Moon from the Reptile Tribe. So we're still doing Worldwide Underground versus Reptile Tribe, which is really fun. Taya has a nice thick duper on her. Um, They won the match. And then afterwards, Luchasaurus came out uh, from the Reptile Tribe, laid waste to PJ Black, uh, Johnny Mundo, and Taya. Dude, Luchasaurus did a standing moonsault. Mm-hmm. He did one of the most vicious boots that knocked PJ Black inside out um, and did some really good stuff. The post-match beatdown was stellar by uh, by Vibra, a.k.a. Luchasaurus. So so good stuff there um, on the Lucha Underground front. And uh, that was at the end, of, the end of the show. There was no end of show cinematic. It was uh, it was Cuerno beating um, Chavo for uh, for the ancient Aztec medallion there. So that is your that is your Lucha Underground. Did you find anything on Big Bad Steve? Uh, Big Bad Steve, by the way, uh, he is uh, also known as Steve Payne. Is he though? Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he is a Los Angeles area pro wrestler. You okay. can follow him on Instagram at I underscore M underscore Steve Payne, all one word. P-A-I-N? Yes. Uh, I didn't know if they're going like a Max Payne sort of no, thing. No, no, there's, there's no cleverness for, for Big Bad Steve. <laughs> hey, quick question, Christoph. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the ancient Aztec medallion. Uh-huh. Uh, at what point... In this season of Lucha Underground, do they introduce the Shrine of the Silver Monkey? Are you are you throwing in Legends of the Hidden Temple bullshit at me right now? It's not bullshit. Omak is a vengeful god. It'll destroy everyone. Not not the monster Matanza Cueto. Well, yeah, he just works for Omak. You're telling me Olmec is the 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 overarching theme, the guy in the limo, yeah, the yeah. guy whose face well, we've never seen. Wait, Kirk Fogg shows up in the season finale of Lucha Underground this year, and it turns out that Lucha Underground's one gigantic prequel to Legends of the Hidden Temple. You're gonna shit your pants, sir. Remember who told you here first? The Roughhouse Podcast. Glorious. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com/slash The Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Roughhouse Rough House, uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. The WWE Network is making an effort to have programming for all walks of life. From your pure pro wrestling action to fantastic reality-based programs, the WWE is excited for its network. And why not introduce a new sitcom? Using the best of CGI and holographic technology, the WWE presents That's So Macho! On the next episode of That's So Macho... Dad, kids at school are teasing me, and I don't know how to get them to like me. Remember that one time WCW made me use Sid Vicious as a bodyguard, but he never did anything. Ooh, it sucked. Hey, uh, hey Macho, you want to help me uh, stock these shelves? You're going to sit around being, you know, macho all day long. I had a rap album one time. No one liked it. Not even the people that helped me make it. Yeah, please buy one. It goes to my estate. 
I've seen a lot of macho men in my time, macho, but you're probably one of the most savage. <laughs> See you at the bake sale this weekend. I had a girlfriend that was 38 years younger than I was, and I gave her the business. Ooh, yeah. I made her call me Bobby the Brain, and then lick my brain. It's the nickname for my balls. Mm. Smell like Slim Jims. That's so macho on the new WWE Network. Watch my show, or I'll fucking haunt ya. No one wants to wake up in the middle of the night and hear boo, ooh, ooh, yeah, macho activity.